God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when does God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident. And I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that dream or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, I've said some bad pizza? Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. We know that God sometimes speaks in dreams, but when it comes to working with our own experiences, it can be a challenge. What do we do when we have an unusual dream? How do we know whether it's from God, ourselves, or some other source? And how do we interpret it when it uses symbolic language? Hi, and welcome to episode 57 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognise and respond to God's voice. Today on the podcast, we're looking at how to work with your dreams. We're going to do some dream exercises with some real life examples so that you can then practice with interpreting your own dreams. I trust that you find it helpful. Well, welcome to the show today. It's great to have you listening with us. It is crazy times right now as I am recording this podcast. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Um, No doubt it's touching you in different ways, but for God Conversations, we're in lockdown and therefore uh, my trips have all been cancelled for the next few months and I'm at home doing a lot of content production. I'm writing my second book, finding ways to stay connected with people, but also looking at, well, God, how can you? use this particular season and how can you use unexpected plans to still keep on working. But today I'm super excited about this podcast because I think it's going to be very helpful to you. It's been inspired by a number of comments on our God Conversations website. There is an article up there that talks about how do you recognise a God dream and how do you understand it. And I have to say it's probably the most popular page on the whole website. I think we've got more comments on that page than any other. And typically we've got comments from all over the world of people coming onto the site and sharing their dreams. And they've written it down and they've said, can you help us to understand, is it God? What is it saying? What is it all about? And we've constantly responded to those comments by saying, actually, we don't do online dream interpretations. In fact, I wrote an article about it because I felt it was really important to explain why. I want to just mention that article, if I may, and and talk about why that's important, because I think people are getting a bit of a wrong idea about what it means to interpret your dreams. The reason why we don't do online dream interpretations. There's three reasons. Well, first of all, it's really important to understand that God speaks to us in this way. However, interpreting our dreams when they are spoken in the language of symbols is not a special gift. There is no reference in the Bible to the gift of dream interpretation. I do not have a special gift. It's not something that is given to some and others. I think this idea has come from a few references in the lives of Joseph and of Daniel, in fact. Their story is that foreign kings had dreams and they came to Daniel and Joseph and said, can you help us understand what this is about? 
And then Daniel and Joseph interpret the dreams for them. But the reason why they do is because they know God. They know the source of the dream and they can understand what God is saying. But that doesn't mean it's a special gift. In fact, when the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost... The defining feature of that covenant, of that moment, was that your young men and your old men will have dreams and your sons and daughters will prophesy. In other words, everyone can now hear from God in the main way that he speaks, which is through dreams and visions. And that's not something spooky. All that is, is that he speaks a message by his spirit, but he uses the language of pictures. You've heard that phrase, a picture tells a thousand words words. It's a picture language and it sounds a bit odd, but it's actually the most basic of languages of all. We use pictures and imagery and symbols all the time to communicate clearly. So the Spirit was given to all so that we could all receive the messages of God by His Spirit through dreams and visions. Now, if I say that you need a special gift to interpret those dreams, I've now cut off the full import of the new covenant. I'm now saying that, well, you can receive a message from God, but you won't understand it unless you go to a special person who's gifted. So that is not a principle of the new covenant. And it's really important to understand that. We don't want people coming to us and our team and saying, Tanya, can you interpret this dream for me? What we will do, however, is to help you understand how it works so that you can understand God's messages for yourself. The truth is that God speaks so that he can be understood. He's not making it tricky. He's not making it mysterious. In fact, the language of pictures is the most basic of languages and it can be incredibly powerful. The second reason that I won't or any of our team will interpret your dream for you is that we won't be fully able to discern what God might be saying through your dream without understanding the context of your life. You see, God speaks in response to what's happening in your life. The Spirit speaks to your situation. He's a deeply personal God and he wants to bring wisdom and truth to you wherever you're at. And that means that the dream's going to speak to particularly what's happening in your life right now. And in fact, even the language God uses, the, the symbols and the imagery and the like, is going to be suited to who you are and your understanding of those symbols. Symbols can mean really different things depending on our culture and our context and our history. And God speaks in ways that you will understand. I often say that if God were to use the symbol of a cat in my dreams, it means something quite different to my brother who hates cats. I love them. It's going to mean something very different. So it's the same symbol, but it has a different meaning attached to it. So we can't do that without knowing your situation. And the third reason that we won't do online dream interpretations is that recognising God's voice needs to happen in the context of your church community with people who know and who love you. This is the pattern we see in the New Testament. The iconic model that we have is the Apostle Peter having a vision of unclean food on top of his rooftop. It's a, it's a message God had for him about the church. He was called to build the church, but how do we build it? Well, it's not just the Jews, it's the Gentiles 
And this symbol, that symbolism of unclean food related to Peter's understanding about what was clean and what wasn't. Now, have a look at his story. You will see that that message is understood and interpreted within the context of other people, first of all with Cornelius and then with the wider church. They get together where they talk about it. They say, is it God? And the outcome of that is seen in Acts chapter 15, verse 28, which says it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. You see, when you are testing your experiences within community, there are people around you who know you. They know your history. They know your weaknesses. They know your desires. They know your blind spots. And so they are able to help distinguish between what might be God and what might be your desires or your history or your mindsets. I can't do that because I don't know you. And therefore, it's unsafe and it's also unbiblical for me to start making assumptions about who you are within the context of your situation. So we won't do online dream interpretations for you. However, There is something that we will do for you. We're going to do two things for you. First of all, we want to equip you to understand and interpret your dream for yourself. We want to give you the skills and the understanding about how this works. As I said, it's not difficult. It's not mysterious. It's not locked up in some cupboard for the exclusive people to to get a hold of. It's not like that. God speaks in a way that we can understand. I often use the analogy of young children when they're learning to read. When you first teach a child, you don't give them a dictionary. What kind of book do you give them? A picture book the easiest of all books to read. And so we want to equip you with some simple tools that will help you understand how to do it for yourself. That's why we've created um, some teaching around that. And I want to encourage you that if you are wanting to hear God's voice more clearly in this very easy way to hear from God, get a hold of our teaching series on the website store. Awaken Your Dreams has been designed to help you learn for yourself. And it gives you some tools and some guidelines for how to do that. And then in this podcast today, what we're going to do is some practice I want to give you some pastoral advice. These are five dreams from real life people situations and they have come to me and they've asked me. Now, these are people I know that I've had contact with in some shape or form and I've given them some guidelines to go with. So what I thought I'd do today is share the dream with you and then we're going to go through some of the pointers and I'm going to give you some guidelines. And hopefully it's going to equip you for your own dreams that you can then take away and work with. Because as you'll see, God wants to be heard and he wants to speak wisdom by his spirit into your situation. This is not a special gift. It doesn't take a whole raft of skills. It just takes a posture and a heart to know God. And then the Spirit will speak into your situation. All right, are you ready? Here we go, the first dream. This dream comes from a lady called Madison. And she described the dream like this. She said, I saw a gold chain lying on the ground. It was a long gold chain and somehow I knew that it belonged to me. The gold chain started moving and and kind of disappeared. Then I realised that a snake was pulling the chain and moving it back down into the soil like a worm, taking the chain with it. I pulled the chain back from the snake 
and put it back to where it was. Straight away, the snake took it again and it then it even pulled it more. It coiled the chain around itself and went again back into the ground. The chain had almost completely disappeared when I managed to pull it back and take it from the snake. At that moment, I woke up and the thought that came into my head was, don't let the devil steal your treasures. <laughs> Interesting dream, isn't it? Quite powerful. Well, what does it mean? Perhaps you've already had a bit of an idea. I talked to Madison about the dream and she'd been going through some challenges in her life. She felt like she was constantly failing at getting it right. She was trying to really establish her identity in Christ and get victory over things, but she felt like things were taken away from her. I said to her, what do you think the gold is? What are your treasures? What do you think the snake is? Typically, the snake, particularly in biblical imagery, is often the one who speaks lies. I think the meaning is pretty clear. Well, was it from God? Interesting, Madison was saying to me that she was struggling to hear God's voice. She was frustrated. I can't hear from God. And yet she'd had this dream six months earlier and she hadn't really thought about, well, actually, God has been speaking, but I haven't recognised it. I think this dream is from God. And the reason is, is it because it spoke wisdom and life and truth into her situation. But what should her response be? She hadn't really thought about it too much further. But if it was from God, God was speaking to her about her struggles and he was giving her some keys to how to overcome them. I said, what you need to do now is you need to go back and you need to continue the conversation. This is how it works with God. It's a two-way conversation. He presents truth to us and then we go back and we ask questions. You see this kind of dialogue in the book of Zechariah when the angel of the Lord presents this vision in Zechariah chapter 4 and he shows him a vision of the lamp stand and two olive trees and then and then Zechariah says what what is it and the angel says well don't you know what these are and then and Zechariah says no what are they and they have all these questions this dialogue this back and forth and it's a two-way conversation and I think God doesn't show us everything all at once so I said to Madison you need to go back and ask more questions you need to go to God and continue the conversation ask him what lies have I been listening to well, what are all the gold links in the chain? What treasures are being stolen? And then how do I get the chain back so that it doesn't continue to be stolen from me? God wants to address the issues in our lives. He wants us to be victorious. This dream, I believe, was from God. It was giving her some keys, but then her response needed to be to go back and continue to ask the Spirit for understanding. Dream number two. This dream was from Ben. It's a simple one. He said to me, I was surfing, having a great time out in the ocean, but my leg rope got stuck. It got stuck on a sunken microwave oven. <laughs> he was actually laughing about it when he told me. And then I joked back. I, I said, well, are you having troubles balancing your domestic duties and your leisure time? He said, oh, oh, 
actually, you're right. I've been really stressing about getting the house sorted out and I've been working at home and I've been worried about dropping the kids at school and ironing the uniforms. My wife keeps telling me to chill out and watch Netflix. (laughs) This dream actually reflected the struggle that was going on inside of him. His foot was stuck on a sunken microwave when he was trying to surf. Was the dream from God? Uh, Not necessarily, I don't think. It represents the struggle that he was feeling. At the same time, though, there was some wisdom in it. I think Ben knew the truth deep down. In fact, his wife had been telling him, you need to stop stressing about all the things you need to do at home. You can rest, you can relax, you can go for a surf. What should his response be? Go surfing. (laughs) Don't let all the domestic duties of life pull you underneath the water. (laughs) What a great dream that is. We're going to look at three more dreams right after the break. Have you ever had a dream that's left you wondering, where did that come from? The vivid scenes you woke up with linger a bit longer than normal. They touch your spirit and they seem relevant, though you're not quite sure how. We know that God speaks, but what we don't often know is that one of his most common methods of speaking is in dreams. I speak in a dream or a vision of the night, he says in the book of Numbers. The problem is we don't always recognise it. We don't know if it's God, and because dreams often speak a symbolic language, we don't always know what it means. The Awaken Your Dreams CD pack is designed to give you a comprehensive teaching on this creative form of God's communication. Delivered as a seminar in countries all over the world, the three-part series will take you through the biblical basis for God speaking in this way. It will give you an easy-to-use framework for understanding your dreams and how to interpret the symbols in them. You can purchase it online at thegodconversations.com store. The promise of Acts chapter 2, verse 17 is that by His Spirit, all God's people will be able to hear His voice through visions and dreams. God may be speaking to you in the night, and it's time to be awake to the messages He's sending. Welcome back to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Today we're talking about working with your dreams, and I'm going through some real-life examples, giving some advice about each one of those in the hope that you can apply the same principles to your own experiences. The third dream. This dream is from a lady called Anna. She tells her story. She said, in the dream, I couldn't get across a busy national highway. She was trying to cross the road, but she couldn't make it across. Then she tried it at another street. This time she was trying to get people across the road in her local community, but she couldn't because car after car kept coming past and she couldn't get across. But then there was a third scene. It was a street outside a church called Crossway. And this time cars were stopping so that she could get the people across the road. Interesting dream. What does it mean? Well, first of all, we need to think about what was happening in her life at the time. And she explained that in her church, she had such a heart to get involved with helping people. She had a ministry where she wanted to bless people, but it just wasn't working. Everything, Every time she tried to help out, there were some roadblocks and there were some obstacles in the way. She was getting frustrated with a lack of opportunity. Well, you can start to see now what the dream's about, can't you? 
in a dream, she's trying to take people across a road. She's trying to get people to the other side. She's trying to help people move into freedom, which is what her ministry was all about. But her dream showed that she tried one way and then she tried another way. But the third way she got across, and it's interesting that the third way was out front of a church called Crossway. Now, the church called Crossway, it wasn't so much about the church, but think of the symbolism of that name, Crossway. That's the place where you can get across a road. And it's on that road that the path was made clear. The cars all stopped for her and she was able to make it across the road. Do you think it was from God? Now, at the time, she'd been praying about this. She'd been asking God, God, what's happening? Should I be at this church? The opportunities aren't coming forward. And what did the dream say? I'm going to make a way across the road for you. I think the dream was from God. It answered her frustrations. It gave her wisdom. It gave her understanding. The way would be made clear for her. She didn't have to try and stop the cars a crossway would be made for her. So what should be her response to the dream? I think her response is just encouragement, that God was saying, I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make an opportunity. Just wait on me. She didn't have to try and stop the cars. A way was made for her. It answered her frustrations. You know, this is what God does. How do we know it's God? Well, God is the one who makes a way. This dream is consistent with what Jesus, what the Spirit does for us. He opens up the door. He makes opportunities for us and he answers our questions. This is how the Spirit speaks. The fourth dream. This dream comes from a lady called Lily. She describes her dream like this. I was standing on a cliff and looking out to the sea. It was dark a very dark night, but there was a massive full moon on the horizon. As I was watching, the moon started to go behind the horizon and then the ocean began shifting and suddenly I saw the water being pulled back. As the water was pulled back, it exposed all of the ocean floor and then she saw a whole array of fish bones and fish carcasses all on the ocean floor. As she woke up, she felt that God was saying, these are all the fish that no one went to catch. Hmm, what a dream. Well, what does it mean? In order to understand what it meant, you need to understand her life at the time. What was going on? What questions was she asking? In fact, Lily had been struggling with her place in the entertainment industry. She was an actor and she was finding it a difficult place for a Christian to be. It was a dark place and she had to make lots of choices about the kinds of roles she would play. There wasn't always an easy answer. Some of those roles compromised some of her values. And she was wondering, should I stay here? Is this what you want me to do, God? She was praying prayers about God's purpose for her life. It becomes clearer now, doesn't it? What was God saying? I'm sending you where others can't go. These are all the fish that no one went to catch. 
God was saying that he was calling her to stay there, to be his fisher of people in that situation, to shine his light, to go where no one else would go. What a powerful message. Do you think it was from God? (laughs) Well, again, we know that something's from God if it's consistent with the person of God most fully seen in Jesus. And we know that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, didn't he? We know that Jesus went out to gather the one and he went out to all the dark places, to the tax collectors, to the sinners. He called people who were far from him. I think it's clear that this dream is from God. So what should be her response? She said that when she woke up, she didn't feel in the slightest bit condemned like she'd been doing something wrong. Instead, she felt compelled and she felt sure about her calling, about whether she should stay in acting and about her role there. God was speaking to her about her purpose in life and about her heart for other people, even as she ministered in that place. What a powerful God conversation. God was speaking, answering her prayers, speaking to her, giving wisdom about her situation. Number five, this dream was from a young woman called Natalia and she describes it this way. I was being chased by a demon or a monster and when he caught me, he attacked me. I tried to fight him off but nothing worked. And then I heard a voice telling me to worship God. So I lifted my hands and worshipped. The monster started to change into ash And then after I repeated one phrase multiple times with more confidence each time, it was gone completely. (laughs) What does it mean? Well, Natalia explained that she was going through a, a really hard time and she found herself distant from God. And then that Sunday she went to church and listened to a message that inspired her to rebuild her relationship with God. She'd been thinking that God might be telling her that even though she was going through a hard time, she should pray and worship and believe that God had a purpose for her. But she still wasn't sure if the dream was from God. Well, I think she was spot on about the meaning. Certainly God's weapons are spiritual, that when we face attack, when we face fear, when we face difficult times, our weaponry is worship that when we set God high, that the demon has to flee. Jesus actually said that when he's lifted up, everything has to bow before him. So I think this dream was from God. It's consistent with the character and nature of God that we see in Jesus and all that God came to do. But I think it's also important to explore this with her a little bit more. Now, I didn't know Natalia personally, but, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why the spiritual attack? What is that demon? What is that monster? Were there things in her life that gave entrance to the spiritual realm? Were there issues perhaps in her past, woundings or or problems or, or perhaps even unconfessed areas that needed to be dealt with? What was the trigger for that spiritual attack. And I think when we have dreams like this, we need to really explore that. It's not just a matter of praying it away because the dream is an expression of what's going on beneath the surface. 
And perhaps she was needlessly experiencing fear because of what had happened. Perhaps there was something in the past that had been triggering this. So when the Spirit speaks, he starts to uncover some of the issues in our lives. We, we see this pattern throughout the scriptures uh, that what comes to mind is there's a dream that Nebuchadnezzar the king has back in the Old Testament world and he has this dream and he sees this mighty statue and then it begins to crumble and God speaks to him about his pride and the Spirit speaks to underlying issues in our lives and when he starts to give illumination and understanding we need to then go back to the Spirit and say Holy Spirit would you show me what this is would you show me what the cause of this fear is this demonic attack this monster please help me to understand so then I can receive healing, so then I can receive wholeness, so then I can live in victory. The dream, the answer, the God conversation is a way of then going on the journey with God into wholeness and into fullness. Isn't it wonderful to hear the God conversations of other people? I find it fascinating and the reason why I do is because it always reflects the heart of God. We start to see how the good news of Jesus is reflected and applied in different people's situations. And when you start to listen to other people's God conversations, you'll see that there's one united theme, that God wants us to know him and he wants us to walk into freedom and wisdom. He wants to walk with us and do the journey of life with us. Well, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope that's helpful for your own dreams. And I, and I, I really encourage you to keep learning, to keep listening, to keep asking the Spirit for understanding. And if there's any way that we can help you, we encourage you to re- use the resources at godconversations.com to understand your own dreams, to understand your own God conversations, because God has a word for you. See you next time. Great to have you on the show today. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations with Tanya Harris and click subscribe. While you're there, leave us a review so others can learn to hear God's voice too. 